Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Trade Show University, the podcast that's going to help you get better results at your next upcoming show, event, conference. I am Jim Cermak, your host, and really pleased to, to have you here with me today. Before we get into our interview, which you are just going to absolutely love, I want to make sure that you know about the brand new video training that I've offered. It's absolutely free. It's called How to Pick the Right Trade Show. Or if you already picked your trade show, how do you know if it's the right trade show for you? I go through seven questions that's going to help you lock that in. And it's absolutely free training. All you have to do is get over to the website at tradeshowu.biz and sign up for the email newsletter and you'll have immediate access to that video training. So get over to tradeshowu.biz. But now I am I'm super happy today. This is going to be such a, a fun experience for everybody listening. I've got on someone who is a trade show veteran, but specifically in the gift industry. And I, I'm bringing on Sue Monheit. Sue is a business owner. She's a podcast host, speaker, a coach, and a best-selling author for the community that she's lovingly named gifters, bakers, crafters, makers. These are people who create beautiful and or delicious products. Sue owns two businesses serving this audience, including Gift Biz Unwrapped, which provides free and paid business development and growth direction. And it's also the name of her top ranked weekly podcast, which is just absolutely awesome. Sue, thanks for joining me here on today on Trade Show University. Say hi to all our, our event professionals out there. Hi, Jim. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me to be on the show. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I love your podcast and what you're doing for your audience. It's absolutely fantastic, and we have a, a mutual friend who spoke so highly of you and just wanted to make <laughs> sure that I, I had you on to talk to my audience because of all the experience that you've had over the years at, at trade shows and, and maybe share a couple of the uh, tips and tricks that you found work best for your industry. But the one I want to start is just what have you seen over the years on how shows have changed? It's become challenging, hasn't it? You know, yeah. even before the last several years. Now, I, so let me back up a little bit. I have been exhibiting at shows for my other business. It's called the Ribbon Print Company, where we sell systems to custom print on ribbon. So if you think of like a box of Godiva chocolate and how that's customized, mm -hmm. we sell systems so that smaller shops and even larger ones can do customization. Nice. So that's what was my foray, if you will, into trade shows. And I'm going to say we've been doing shows for about 15 years now or so, maybe a little mm -hmm. longer even. And even back then, I so I was entering into trade shows, but even back then I was starting to hear from my 
other vendors, you know how you talk side by side at the shows, that they were starting to see foot traffic wane. And I think that's because of the internet. You know, it's so much easier to be able to go online, have access to products, et cetera. And so even then, 15 years ago, trade show attendance was starting to go down. So what did that mean? It was more of a challenge on exhibitors then to make sure to have a reason why people would come to the shows. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are a lot of other benefits too, which I think we're gonna, we might get into here. Sure. But that has only continued. You know, part of it is our culture, you know, the technology we have available today, costs as they are, because trade shows are expensive, let's face it, for exhibitors (laughs) and attendees. And then with this additional health concern that we got, you know, pushed on us over the last couple of years, that's hit the trade show industry as well. Although I am so excited that it's coming back. You know, trade shows are definitely (laughs) coming back. So, but they're different. So we have to look at them differently than we might have five years ago, and for sure, 10 years ago. So I'd say that's how it's changed. It's just our culture is changing. And it's, it's, I'm not even going to say it's cyclical, because I don't think it'll ever come back in the way it used to. But it's just evolving as everything does. It is definitely, and depending on the industry, some some industries are very still very strong that they pull, but others are not. Tell us a little bit about who your audience is. When you go to one of those trade shows, who are you talking to? So what I have now done is merged my two businesses together. We're exhibiting as the ribbon print company, and then I speak as Gift Biz Unwrapped. So I'm kind of doing two things, which I found is really a magical combination because I can send people from the booth to my talk and from the talk to my booth to continue a conversation or just learn other avenues of how they can grow their business. But so I attend shows that will have attendees of both of those genres, if you will, because you can imagine the gift industry. My gosh, I could attend a show every weekend, if not multiple shows every weekend. You know, there's (laughs) gift shows, there's candy and sweet shows, there's baking shows, there's wedding shows. They're like, you you name it. And, And of course, when we say shows here, we're defining wholesale shows, not direct consumer, because there's a whole slew of those as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I'm just talking now wholesale type shows. But so my consumers are people who either or I'm sorry, my audience are people who either are making a product or have a gift shop or somewhere around the gifting genre, if you will. Gifters, bakers, crafters, makers, (laughs) pretty much says it. (laughs) (laughs) These are business owners. So this is a a business sale and uh, shows that you are going to, like you said, you're looking for wholesalers. You're looking for those those business owners that are looking for your product, which is the, the, the ribbon printing system for, system yeah. and uh-huh. and and the supplies for, for that and then you've got the all the all the content all of the knowledge that you are sharing in the gift biz unwrapped which which may hit how much of an overlap is there there's probably a pretty nice overlap of those two audiences well it's actually interesting because i wasn't even gift biz unwrapped wasn't even on my radar but what what started happening in that shows is people would come up to the booth and say, oh my gosh, when my business gets to the point where I can afford this, I definitely need one. And we'd get into business development talk, right? Or I'd hear 
my business just isn't making any money or I, or I want to start a business or it isn't making money or like all of these things that, yeah, there are objections that you can overcome to selling the product, but I inevitably gravitated to business development conversation. And that's when I was like, it was like, ding, 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 light bulb. Yeah. You know, people don't know how to do it or are afraid and feel like they need steps to follow. And that's when I started a podcast and my, my show's been going now for eight years already. Truth wow. be told, I didn't even start monetizing it until four years in because that was never my goal was actually to give them the ability to start and grow a business. So they'd buy a ribbon printer, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, See how yeah. that kind of flowed into itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, well, that's a fantastic way to do it. Seeing where, where shows have gone. So you, you know, you said, and that's not a, and that's not a situation that uh, people that are considering trade shows really want to know about. They don't want to think that, oh my gosh, the audience is going down, it's going away, and is it even worth it? But so, but you've dealt with that, so you see a decrease in audience over time. What have you learned about being more effective or more efficient when you do go to the show, so that you, so that you want to continue to come back? What, so, what are some of the best practices, I guess? Well, here's the crazy thing about that is the audience has gone down. My results from shows have remained the same or gone up. Oh, nice. So less traffic mm -hmm. equal or more sales, which sounds kind of crazy, right? And I, at the very last show I was at, I got into a conversation with one of the, the people who put on the shows and I was talking about this and I attribute it to the fact that there are also less vendors at the shows. You know, I don't know if that's just a product of what we've been through or whether that will continue as well because of the costs, et cetera. But I feel like the people who are coming to the shows are number one, really focused on getting as much for their investment out of a show as possible. So it's, Although there's still the social aspect, they're really there for business intent, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, they have more time to spend at a booth because there are less booths. You know, it's not like this scurry that they have to get through and see every single exhibit because there's fewer exhibits. Therefore, they have more time to spend when we're with them. And it's not a rushed conversation. You know, we really get to know them. There's not Although I feel fortunate because our booth always has people there because what we do at the booth is we custom print ribbon for people so they get a chance <laughs> to see it. Oh, so nice. everyone's walking away with ribbons with their name on it. And, you know, that's really fun to do. But there used to be a time when we would be printing ribbon and there'd be so many people there waiting. You couldn't possibly get to everybody in time and people would walk away or they'd say they come back. Hmm. You know, they really don't come back always. You just don't know. You don't have a handle on it. And even though I have other people helping in the booth, it always felt challenging. And I always felt rushed with the person I was talking to because I didn't want to lose the other people. You know, it was like right. really stressful. Time always went by really fast. And it was stressful. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually very much enjoying how things are now. The pace of the people coming through is calmer. It's more spread out. I don't know if everyone would agree, but this is my experience. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, my results walking out of the show, like I said, are better or greater. And it's a little early to tell yet, but I feel like the depth of conversation I've had with people who weren't yet ready to buy, 
you know, people who just discovered me there, mm -hmm. they're further to the sale when they're ready than they would have been if it was that rushed environment. Wow, that's great stuff. That is really, really great. And, and it's kind of is exactly what we're seeing out there right now is that yes, attendance is down, but it's quality over quantity. Yes. So it's you have your key decision makers that were, were always coming, but instead of them bringing 10 people from their company to check out what's going on and, and go to some of the breakout sessions and, and seminars. Now it's just the key, the, the key decision maker and maybe one or two other people. So you have that quality over quantity. And like you said, they, people, they, they want, they're there to do business. They understand this is an investment. It's not a vacation. You know, it, no, no matter what city it's in, it might be in Vegas, might be in Orlando, whatever city, if you're traveling to it, it's not just a vacation. It is truly a time to do business. This is an investment. And we need to make the most of it. So yeah. I, I you can think, still have fun. I mean, oh, we always absolutely. Have, trade shows are one of my favorite, favorite things to do. I used to do a lot more than I do now because it just doesn't make sense. And, and plus, it's a lot of work. One year I did a show every single month and... You know, I have one of those big containers that comes in. So mm -hmm. setting up and breaking down is heavy and exhausting. And I, like, I would never do that again, ever. It was way too much. Way, way, way too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back and still survive yeah. and be able to work the business from your home base, too. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you you bring up a great point of number one, it's you have to have the budget for it. And number two, what can you handle and what makes the most sense for your business? Because when you come back, if you if it was a multi-day show and you were traveling out of town and all of a sudden all those emails and voicemails and everything have piled up and now you've got to spend all that time and now you're like wait a minute oh we have all these leads that we still need to follow up with and so there's that whole ball of snowball going downhill and it's like how do i get control of this thing and and by the way we're doing it in, again in three weeks yeah, so. yeah it, was, it was not not a not a smart move but you know i had to try it to know right yeah so, yeah you know and I, now i'm not talking like local consumer shows where you know it's a weekend and you can set up a table i'm talking yeah. about as we mentioned before these bigger shows more structured yeah. shows that are you know three four five days long you know yeah that kind of thing. oh yeah they're they're a ton of work they're a ton <clears throat> of planning and for you that has equipment to set up and things like that, it's not like you just walk up with a with a ban couple of pull up banners and you're ready to go. No, you've got you've got things right. that you're demoing and and so and you you know the people that are listening today are, are are a variety of of sizes and shapes and and what are they doing? The one thing that I, I love that you said is that you are able to offer, and obviously it makes a lot of sense with your product, but you're able to offer something custom right there that people are willing to stand in line for and they're willing to, to to wait around and they're excited when they get it and I, I challenge everyone listening to say what can you do and you might not have a, a, a custom printing machine or something that's part of your business <laughs> but what can you do I've been places where they had a t-shirt station set up and you got to pick your your choice of a couple of different things and they had a pre uh, screen printer right there that was making the t-shirt while you waited so you got to see your t-shirt being made and of course there was a line back because everyone wanted a t-shirt so that wasn't that wasn't their business they they were a different kind of business but that's what they brought in to attract people to come to their booth and then when what was on the t-shirt was 
marketing for that company as well. But it was some cool design, so it was something that people didn't mind waiting for and wanted to wear. But I guess the whole lesson there is you've got a line of people waiting. They're only going to wait so long. Like you said, you know, you got these long lines and people are, I'm not going to stick around just to get the, the ribbon so they leave. But how do you take advantage of that line of people that are, are waiting there so they're not just waiting? And maybe, you know, maybe it's bringing a couple people, extra staff just to engage with those people and try and capture their information, things like that. Is there well, anything? I, I have a couple of points here about yeah, that. Yeah, please. I, you know, there are diff- if you have people who are waiting in line because they're wet ready to purchase, you know, then you can start the process by having them fill out some paperwork. You know, so and once they've started taking steps towards a process, they're more likely to stay. You know, so yeah. that's one thing you could do. You could have people sam- you could have like a sample and vote type thing. All all different types of ways to keep people there. So I totally agree with you. And planning that beforehand is important because once the crowd's there, if you don't have a plan, you're too late. The other thing that I tell people to do is if you see a customer of yours who's also in that group, say, hey, while I'm doing whatever you're doing here, Joyce, share with everybody the time that you blah, 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 blah. You know, so they direct their attention to someone who's already a customer of yours telling a story so they get highlighted as like a pro and there's confirmation and validation of your product through a customer like there's there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do things like this the other thing and what i think works so well for us about our ribbon and i encourage everybody who wants to do a giveaway to try and do this if possible when we're giving custom printed ribbon we're demonstrating how easy flexible and fast the printing system is. And Hmm. we're also sharing a little bit of the input and the computer screen and how it all works so that they're seeing, gosh, if I was interacting with a customer right in my shop, for example, I can be talking to them. I can custom print the ribbon. I can add it to their bag, their product, whatever the purpose is. And they're on their way because we're demonstrating that right there at the booth. You know, so it's serving several purposes. So to any extent, if you can offer a giveaway that is in alignment with what you're selling or offering, depending on who your audience is, of course, that's the key. That's golden. That is such great advice. Such great advice. I, I absolutely love that because you're, you're showing them the benefits of, uh, and then you're taking them down the down that sales journey a little bit further and taking some of their objections away or some of their questions away just from your demo, just from your interaction. That's that yeah. absolutely brilliant. I love it. Yeah. So you talked about a couple of the uh, the things that you've done, a couple of the successes. How about the, your biggest mistake? What would you say your biggest mistake was ever at a show? Can I just put my head under a blanket in embarrassment here, maybe? <laughs> Have at uh, it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? As I've thought this through, there's a learning, there's there's a mistake and something good in this as well. So here is my the the biggest mistake in terms of financial mistakes that we ever did. I got this brilliant idea that I was going to raffle off a ribbon printing system. So I would collect email addresses. And at the end of the show, we would do a drawing for whoever would win a free ribbon printing system worth, thank you very much, over $1,000. Okay, so I'm literally giving away a system, right? Yeah, yeah. 
But my thinking was, well, that's okay because the way our sales cycle works is once you have a ribbon printer, then you need supplies. Mm -hmm. So if I have to invest, it's kind of like advertising money, right? Like I'm investing in one person getting a printer and that's going to pay back over time because they're going to buy ribbon. They're going to buy, you know, foils, which is like the ink that goes on the ribbon. Mm -hmm. They're going to get to know the others, the other products that I have to offer, blah, 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 on and on and on. That was my sure. thinking. Okay. I think I, pro I never counted because I really don't want to know, but I will say that we, over the course of time, raffled off, I'll just go with 12 systems. Okay. okay? Well, that's not, no small investment. Yeah. No, no. I mean, not <clears throat> one a show, right? But over right. the course of the several years I was doing that. Sure. Okay. Couple of things with that. First off, we got a lot of people entering, tons of people. So we walked back with lots and lots and lots of email addresses that then went on our email list. Mm -hmm. You'd think that would be a good thing, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Leave it at that for now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Of those, let's call it 12 printers, not one of them became a customer. How? Not what? <laughs> one. Okay. So clearly... They saw, oh, this thing is $1,000. It's super easy for me to put in my name. Never really understood the value of the system, right? And mm -hmm. what it could do for their business. Or just didn't see the application and really weren't interested in it. But if I win, I win. Yeah, right? Right. What does that do for me? Right? Second thing is all those emails were mostly unopened never active, never responded emails that we took a lot of time. And at that point in time, this is a while ago, but, mm -hmm. though, but at that point in time, having to key all that in to our list, mm -hmm. right? So a total waste of time, <laughs> right? For the emails. So, but I will take myself out from under that embarrassing blanket <laughs> because the one thing it did do for me is it was a deterrent and a, a defensive move against a competitor. And once I oh. learned that the only time I offered this was when a competitor was at a show with me, and let's face it, there aren't many people who compete with ribbon printing systems. Okay. <laughs> let's just face yeah. it. There's only probably five or six of us in the whole world who even wow. do this. So, but, but, what would happen is, and so this was the only bright light, this is how I can hold my head high about this mistake, is we would always tell people, listen, enter our sweepstakes. If you buy the printer from us at the show and then you win, we'll reimburse you your money. But if they want, what it did is it deterred people from buying from the competitor because uh, what if they win with us, Right. Right. And if they buy at the show, they get the discount that we're offering at the show. So I kind of feel like that fell in our favor. Now, were there some people who bought from our competitor and then if they would have won, returned that other one for us? Maybe. But I can already tell you, nobody ever became a customer. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But that so that's my big mistake story is first off, really think through who you're attracting to this sale. Like I would never, and we've all heard this before, right? Don't raffle off an iPad 
if it doesn't relate to your business. You know, yeah. You're going to get a ton yeah. of people who are going to put their name in because who doesn't want a free iPad? Mm-hmm. And you'll fall into the same trap that I did where you get a lot of people who, you know, it's great to say your email list has grown by, you know, X number of people. But if they aren't really people who are interested in your business, it's really not worth it. And you've added a lot of dead weight, which affects your email deliverability too. So, so qualified leads is what you want. So you want to, if you're going to do a giveaway, do something that relates to your product or your product like I did, but with people who are really genuinely interested. Yeah. That's my take. (laughs) That's that's great wisdom right there. And that, the the best part about all of this is that you step back and you go, what have we learned? What did I learn from this? And I'm sure you probably wish you would have stopped at six or three before you made that <laughs> that assessment instead of 12, but that's okay. I mean, cause you're looking back and you're like, okay, this is what we learned. And we, and you got better, you changed, you improved, you figure out, oh, we need to qualify people. And that is uh, anyone who's been a, a listener of mine for quite a while understands and knows I harp on making sure your people are qualified, not just scanning badges, getting business cards, having people sign up for a drawing. Make sure they're qualified, that they will actually be, could actually become a customer of yours right. at some point. Right. Or do it strategically like I did. Like at first we yes. were doing this at each show. You know, mm-hmm. then we then we were like, okay, this is way too many printers. So then I started only doing it at the shows where a competitor was. Yeah. Right. And so I looked at it as a strategic move. I was throwing mm-hmm. money at a strategic break, yeah. right? Defensive play, if you will. And and then after that, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, none of these people are buying. It doesn't like this is crazy. And then I shut it down. Yeah. But, you know, if if you have some positioning that you can make as a strategic block of your competitor, even if it costs you money, like it was to me, knowing going in that that's what you're doing, being very conscious of how you're playing the game and what it's costing you, mm-hmm. it could still be the right play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many factors that we have to consider, especially at shows, because your competitors are probably there. If you're if you're exhibiting at the right show, your competitors are probably there. So you've got to figure all of this stuff out. And how do you how do you leverage yourself against them with your products and making sure that you shout your benefits and and doing things like you said? You know, this yeah. is a way that you were able to maybe probably block a few sales to your competitor. And and then those ones that are buying there at the show, you know that they're going to become long-term buyers of the ink, the the ribbon and, and things like that. And, and honestly, we've changed a lot in terms of the shows and how we take back leads. So I don't have one of those scanners like I used to have where you scanned everybody's tickets. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people still do that. That's fine. But for us with a higher priced product, we only take back people who we've had genuine conversations with, people who have handed us a card and say, we want more information. We just don't go aggressively scanning or capturing or, you know, yes, still people hand out cards. I know that it seems like it's old fashioned, but people still do that. So have cards. The last show I was at, a lot of people didn't have cards, which was shocking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're new to shows or only think QR codes or whatever, but people were like, I wish I would have brought cards. I forgot my cards or I don't have cards. And now I'm seeing I needed them. Yeah. So because how many times, I mean, I, I, I've experienced the same thing. It seems like that's more of a trend also going away from people carrying business cards 
and they'll, they'll, oh, let me text you my contact information, or don't you have a badge scanner or anything. The thing that, that I found is that there's so many opportunities of networking off of the show floor that you run into someone on an elevator in the line for registration, line for grabbing something to eat, and you get into a conversation, you're like, oh my gosh, you have a business card. And if you don't have a business card, you could be stuck right there at uh, mm -hmm. not being able to contact that person again. So Yeah. I, and you know, there's those digital cards now too, where you can mm -hmm. have your card on the phone yeah. and people yeah. can just scan it. Yes. So, and I'm feeling kind of like how we talk about social media, you need to be in multiple places because your audience is in multiple places. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is with cards too. Some people want a hard copy card because that's yeah. just how they do business. Some people don't, they only want the QR code and some people will transfer information into the phone. Like you've got to be ready for any of those. Yeah, that's great. Um, great tip right there. Now you talked about, you know, being successful at shows and how, how do you judge? if a show was successful for you, because I know you've probably have done shows that you've thought this was a huge success and others that you came back and go, wow, that just didn't work. That wasn't it for us. How do you judge yeah. if a show was successful or not? A lot of shows I think could potentially be product dependent, but I'll speak for us. So at a show, I want to at least reimburse my costs, mm -hmm. you know, hands down because I've invested but it's okay with me if I walk away cost neutral. Most of the time that doesn't happen, but there have been a couple of times where we've barely tweaked out and covered our costs for the show. But that's also because of my product, because at shows, a lot of people don't even know this exists, mm -hmm. right? So people come and all of a sudden find out about this system, see that they can do it in-house versus having to send out you know, and so there's no instant gratification for a customer, like all of these benefits, yeah. which I won't go into, but they had no idea that there was the ability to do this, yet they're also not ready to drop $1,500 that they weren't expecting to spend yeah. on one booth that they don't even know, right? Like a mm -hmm. lot of times people will want to go back. They want to research who we are, how long we've been, been in business. They want to read our reviews. They want to think about it a little bit. Like there's sure. a lot of... A lot of everyone acts, some people, like, I don't even remember talking to them and they come up and they hand the credit card to us, right? <laughs> or, or they were at the show last year and they're like, I knew you were going to be back this year. Here yeah. we go. And I don't even have to talk to them again because yeah. of last year. We also, you're, you're going to be surprised at this, Jim, maybe, have people who will call us and say, we saw you at a show five years ago and now we're ready. So because yeah. we know that that happens with our product, now remember, they've been getting emails this whole time because we've made sure that they're, you know, qualified prospect and then mm -hmm. we talk to them every month. Yeah. But so I really look at a show is successful to me if I've covered my costs, number one, and two, we've walked back with a number of very qualified leads. And that's intuitive. You know, you can't because sure. you because some of them will maybe won't buy for a while. Right? right. And all of that builds up on itself. Right. So we get we get orders for printers. I'm not going to say every day, but several a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really good at tracking where they came from, because a lot of people, even if they saw us at a show, will say, oh, I was just online at your site. Okay. Well, yeah, they're online at the site because they have a card. They got at a show. Sure. <laughs> you know, right. like yeah. that doesn't yeah. work. We've yeah. tried this a million times. They don't even, they can't even answer the question sometimes, right? So 
it's covering the cost and then it's intuitive that we've we've gotten enough leads that are good leads mm-hmm. you know that that we've come back with and okay. that that's how i'm judging the shows and whether i'll go back or not okay. and there are some i won't i'll just say you know what sure. waste of time even if we've covered our cost it's just it wasn't worth it the venue was difficult to work with you know a number of different reasons why because as i'd said earlier there are so many shows we can go to we're not at a loss for finding a place to land so i'm glad you brought that up because there are there are some some businesses where they go to a show and they have a they have a miserable experience for whatever reason it could be it could be that their their attendance wasn't there, the their target audience wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to be at the show, that they just had you know they their stuff got lost in shipment, you know, some things that are not even the the fault of the show, and they are said they say, well, I tried trade shows, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> but I'm glad you said that. There are so many options, and that is for. Practically every industry, there are multiple opportunities. It doesn't have to be the one big major show a year. There might be some regional shows, might be some local shows that you want to try out. So do your homework. Do your homework on on what's available to you. Yeah. And the venues, I've got to say, because there are so many. So there's there's a here's a warning here and then a thought here. A warning here is. Don't just go to a show because it's in a city that you want to go visit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to resist like Charleston, Savannah. Like, you know, like it's got to be a good show for me to decide I'm going down there, you know. Yeah. But at the same vein, I also have decided not to go to some shows where it is just a pain from start to finish. I am never, I'm saying this right now, going to Javits again. Oh. Every single time it's a horror show, you know, and, and, and I'll say, and it's a great venue. There are great shows there. I've been in business long enough. I don't have to do that anymore. I like, I can get my audiences elsewhere. It's just, and I'm not saying anything about this, show, but it's just the whole thing is hard. The unions are hard in places where there are unions, mm-hmm. you know, like all of that. I just, like I said, there are so many different options available if you're doing these shows. Now, if if you have to bite the bullet and do it, fine. But I found equal shows. And again, a big venue. We've we've gotten the same results from a super small venue, like 500, I'll even say, you know, up to 2,000 people, as I will at a venue that's 10,000 or more attendees going through. Yeah, I mean, it's quality over quantity. At yeah, the end you, of the day. I, you I, so you put yeah. those three words together, and I take like five minutes to explain it <laughs> <laughs> every oh, time. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, this no, you, you, because you bring up so many great points, and and you've lived it. You have gotten those results, positive, strong results from a small show. Similar results from a major show, which has so many more hurdles and so many more things that you have to consider and think about. And, you know, talking about the Javits Center in New York City, that is a major, huge, huge venue. But it is hard. New York is just hard to get around. It's 
uh, to begin with, let alone getting in and out. And like you said, the places where, you know, the, the union rules, you just have to understand what those are. And it's hard for someone who's brand new to understand, well, what, how do the unions, what does that have to do with anything? But you, you, you find out pretty quickly what well, you can co- and can't the do. The costs are different, yeah. right? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love New York and yeah. the shows at Javits were great. The restaurants at night are even better, <laughs> but you know, everything just felt harder and heavier and it takes so much longer to get things back after you know Mm, after the show it might take three four hours before you get your containers back you know if you're traveling you know and and you have to pack things up and have it shipped back out and at some point i just decided you know what it's always great once the booth set up and i'm there you know and talking with people Mm -hmm. that's the same but the in and out just i would i would like shudder to think oh next week we have to go do javits like it was just and you notice i'm not saying the show because it has nothing to do with the shows there are great shows there it just felt too heavy and that's for me and and not everyone might feel that way yeah you know if the show's a right fit i would do it i you know never say never maybe i would ever go back but right now i'm saying just too much (laughs) it's just i don't need i don't need it to be successful so that's how i feel Well, thank you for all the wisdom that you're sharing. This has been awesome. As we wrap up, give everyone, if they they take away one, one or two key points, what do you want them to take away from today's conversation? What I take away is that with trade shows, you are able to do something that you can't really do anywhere else. And that is face-to-face human interaction with a customer you can get involved in conversations that just deepen the relationship. And sometimes these conversations have nothing to do with your business either, but you make an impact on people that you can't even do necessarily online like we're doing here, right? Like Zoom and all these other ways that you can see people over computer is the next best, but there is nothing like being face-to-face at a show. And if you do go to a show, we were talking about how it's more business now than it used to be. It used to be like this big party, you go to a show, go out late at night, you know, all of that. You can still do a portion of that depending on your energy levels and Mm -hmm. all, because those outside of the show events are also where you're able to make connections with people. And that's valuable. But remember to be doing that, making connections with people, not just staying with maybe you bring one or two other people and you know, just be as a group, remember that you're still trying to make connections there for the business. So I think shows are great. Like I said earlier, it's my very favorite thing to do in the business. And I'm, I love that you are helping promote and teaching people how to do it successfully so they continue. And look, we always perfect along the way, right? So don't be afraid to get started with, with your first show, if that's you. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for for dropping those couple of ways. Now, tell people a little bit about your your podcast. And if someone wants to reach out to you, if they've maybe they got a, a business that they, they want, they want more information about that ribbon printing, tell them how to get in touch <laughs> with you. Okay, so my podcast is Gift Biz Unwrapped. I welcome everyone to come over and listen to me. We're kind of compatible, Jim. Like we don't talk about the same things. We overlap a little bit, but not totally. So you will get different things from each of our shows. Giftbizunwrap.com is the website where you'll see all different types of 
services and, and things that I offer for gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. So product-based businesses with a handmade origin is really the way I like to say that. The ribbon print side that is called the ribbon print company with all those words. So four <laughs> words, the ribbon print company. If you go over to that website, you'll see results of the ribbon printer. I have a couple of downloads for you there. If this is something that could integrate into your business, etc. For one single place, if you want to reach out and talk with me, I would say, why don't you DM me over on Instagram? And there I'm at, you're not going to be surprised, Gift Biz Unwrapped. <laughs> Sue, thank you so much. And I'll drop all that into the show notes. And do check out her website. She's got some great resources on there, nice blog and other courses that she has. Some are free and some are paid, but they're fantastic and to help people get to the next level of their business. Sue, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I just really appreciate you. Thanks, Jim. It's been so much fun. Yes. And everyone continue to come back here. Keep learning, keep binging, and keep getting better at your shows. And we'll see you next time here on campus at Trade Show University.